Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to a Buzzing About Romance, quick shot of romance episode. Uh, Joining me for this quick shot is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, I'm super excited because I'm so glad that we are finally reviewing one of these books on an episode. This is like... You talk about the series all the time, how it's one of your favorite series. It is. Well, one, I know the area that they're talking about. Like, it's not very far from me. And I say that, but it's really like five and a half hours up into Michigan. (laughs) That's not very far. I mean, that's a a car ride. Like, you don't have to ride in an airplane for that. Um, And it's such a beautiful area. So, like, there's this connection, I feel, to the area. And I don't know. I obviously have a huge uh, girl crush on the author, too. So... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. So on this episode, we are reviewing If It's Only Love by Lexi Ryan. This is book six in the Jackson Harbor series. Um, In continuing with our small town September romance theme, we are headed to the lakeside town of Jackson Harbor, Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Can you please read us the synopsis from Goodreads? Why, yes. Yes, I can. From New York Times bestselling author Lexi Ryan comes a sexy new standalone romance in the best-selling Boys of Jackson Harbor series. Meet single dad Easton Connor as he leaves the NFL and returns to Jackson Harbor to fight for another chance with the love of his life. I don't regret much. Not my decision to enter the NFL draft before finishing college. Not fighting custody of my daughter, even if biologically speaking, it turns out that she's not mine. And certainly not seducing my buddy's little sister 10 years ago. But when it comes to Shaylee Jackson, my no regrets attitude stops there. I screwed up royally where she's concerned that I made another mistake when I let her shut me out of her life. Now, after more than a decade living in different time zones, I'm coming home to Jackson Harbor. My first priority is getting my daughter away from the media circus in LA, but the moment I see Shay, I know I'll stop at nothing to win her back. So what if she won't speak to me? So what if she's changed? So what if she's falling for some douchebag professor? I've never gotten over her and I know she feels the same about me. I've let her go twice. I won't make that mistake again. If it's only love and all other, excuse me, all other books in this series can be read as standalones, but you'll enjoy reading them. Should I read all six of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the boys of Jackson Harbor book one is the wrong kind of love and it's Ethan's story. It's yes. So it's good. a nanny doctor. So good. Single dad romance. Um, Widow. Book two is straight up love, which is Jake's story. This is coworkers, friends to lovers, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Cause she's book- the bartender, right? I think so. I think so. Book three is Dirty Reckless Love, which is Levi's story. And that one is Best Friends X. Yes. Um, because Ellie is it's it's a it's a good one. You yeah. should just read it. Um, book four is wrapped up in love, which is Braden's story. And this is instant connection, meet cute, single mom. Yes. Yeah. Book five is Crazy for Your Love, which is Carter's story. Which is sister's best friend, uh-huh. um, meet cute, real bodied heroine. He's a firefighter. He is a firefighter. 
And book six is If It's Only Love, which we are reviewing now, and it is Shay's story, who is the lone Jackson girl. Right. Um, so this was released September 10th of 2019. Uh, it is a brother's best friend, small town romance, single dad, childhood crush, second chance, and mm-hmm. real bodied heroine. Mm-hmm. Um. Trigger warning, content warning, death of a parent is discussed on page in flashback and child with an illness on page mention, but in past tense. Yes. Also, Shayla deals with an eating disorder and um, food association issues, and those are mentioned on page. Mm-hmm. And put out percentage. If you guys have not been following along and you're just now tuning in, put out percentage is the percentage of the book that is read before there is on page sexual action between the characters. Yes. And this is 43%. Which is not too, not too shabby. Not too bad. They allude, they allude to put out percentage like earlier in the book, but you yes. don't actually get on page action. Until well, there's some heavy making out at about 27%. But that doesn't count. Right. Because it was not paid At least attention. in our books. In our book. Although, like, I read a book not too long, just a little side piece here. I read a book not too long ago. There was no penis action, but it was damn hot. So I counted it. I mean, I give it to you. So let's talk. Um, I, I do want to mention the timeline on this is a little different than a book. It is not a chronological mm-hmm. timeline, but it's not really flashbacks. It's a back and forth timeline. So the first few chapters are present tense, and then we get a few chapters in past. Um, but they're told current, like they're in that moment seven years ago. Like they they're are in that venturing, like to talk about what happened or she is going to talk about what happened. So like the flashbacks all make sense and you, but they're not flashbacks because they're not told in past tense. They're told in present tense. This is true, but so, you also don't get the whole story in the chapter where it's like the past, true. you get like a little snippet and then you have to go back to the present. Like it's, but it works. It works really well the way it goes back and forth. So that's called a back and forth timeline. Just so everybody is clear, that is what it's called. Um, Mm. We are trying to educate you on all the different kinds of timelines. And then some. And then some. Okay, let's talk about it. You have the best comment here. Let's start with Easton. The pining. Oh my goodness. The pining. Like this guy pines so hard and you talked about this in your in the football draft and because he's one of your like draftees and one of my draftees and he pines so hard for her and I just love it because he's such a good guy like he truly is a good guy and yes he made some dumbass moves and decisions concerning Shay but but as you're reading the book, like you can understand his motivation behind those choices, but you still want to dick punch him at the same time. Yeah. I think that some of the things you have to give him some allowance for, for those punching moments moments, Mm -hmm. is he was raised by a single mom with an uninvolved dad. Dad was not around, showed up once he got drafted into the football, into the NFL, Mm -hmm. but overall dad was non-existent, did not support mom. So there is this really deep down desire for Easton 
that when the time comes that he's going to be a dad and he is, he is a dad, he is 170,000% all in for his child. Yes. Like outside of that, those moments are all that matters. Um, and he's never going to be the guy that his dad was. No. Well, and he, he really wants to try and create this, this family unit with the mother of his child and him. Like he wants that family unit because he never had that. Like he was around the Jacksons and he saw their family unit and how they interacted with everyone. And he, like, he strives for that. So like you could understand like when she, he finds out that she is pregnant, like he goes back to that and you don't like, you want to fault him because you know, he loves Shay, like how much he cares for her. But at the same time, like you get his motivations because of the way he was raised. Well, and so that's something to bring up and then we'll get to Shay. But so in this story, he has an on again, off again girlfriend. They are not really together. She's a pop star. Mm -hmm. He's a football player. They're both in Los Angeles. This is not a situation of cheating. No, they are broken up. Um, but there's this really incredible moment between the two of them, between Shay and Easton, where Easton, you know, shows just what a swoon-worthy guy he mm -hmm. is. And um, but as that is ending, and he goes back to Los back Angeles home. after mm -hmm. this moment they've had together, it's because his ex is pregnant and she says he is the father. Yes. And at that moment, he makes the decision that he and Shay, it's just not their time. It's another timing issue. And that that's a theme through this entire story is their timing is just mm -hmm. always off. There's just never the, the right time. Um, yeah. Well, because even as the book opens, like she's still pretty young, like he's getting drafted, like, and it just, he doesn't, he can't make those decisions because she's so young still. So it's yeah. timing like that. You're right. That's the theme throughout the whole book is timing. And really until the very end, when like everything comes to like a culmination, like timing is the issue on all their choices and all their decisions. But let's talk about Shay because I, I really like her. I really mm -hmm. I really like her. Um, she she's a great character, and I think she puts up puts up with so much. You get little glimpses of her throughout the entire um, series series as she interacts with her brothers, and she pulls no punches. She tells her brothers what she thinks of them and how they're dumb. Well, <laughs> in certain things. I think part of it though too is she she is the only girl in this family of six kids she's not the youngest she no. is like, the second youngest the second Levi youngest, Levi is, is the baby yeah but so she has these five overprotective brothers who want to like shelter her and keep her in like bubble wrap for her entire life and make sure that she is okay and she she loves it but she hates it at the same time well, and you can't blame her. It's small town. So she's had it these is. four older brothers and a younger brother. They're all big, manly men. Mm -hmm. um, her family is well known in town. They own the brewery. They used to own a construction company. And that comes into play in some of the other stories and a little bit in this one. The brewery is not as centered in this book as mm -hmm. it is in the previous books because 
Shayla is working on her PhD in French literature. Yeah, she's a professor at a college, like as she is going through school. And one thing I really liked about her though, is she, she's kind of doing her own thing. Like she's, she wants to go, she wants to, to finish her degree. She wants to make decisions for herself. Like she's not sure if staying in Jackson Harbor with her family is the best choice for her. Like, and when Easton comes home, he kind of throws her, her life into a massive chaos because she's gotten so used, like she has loved him forever. And like, she will always feel that, but she's gotten so used to him being not there. Well, she's loved him forever, but she kind of put those feelings away and locked them up tight and has tried to move on because he broke her heart. So in the story, we do mention this in our contact in our content trigger warnings, her dad dies of cancer. And that's a, that's a theme element through all of these books. Mm -hmm. And when Easton, who has such respect for her father comes back for the funeral and he does something so super shitty. So and shitty. at that moment, she's done. Like she's yeah. given him two other chances. And at that moment, she can't anymore. She cannot, like, she just can't she, open she her can't, heart to him well, anymore. And she even says at one point, like when they're talking about stuff, she's like, you broke me and I can't do it again. Yeah. And I mean, really... He did. He broke her in a way that was like your breath catches in your throat and you kind of your heart's like kind of thuds a little bit because it's a moment and you're like, what did you do? But now well, in yeah, you feel that in the the moment like after Paris, like you feel that because but you you get it, but you still feel that heartbreak because she was so sure that things were going to move forward but they didn't. Yeah. And emotions are hard for her. She is not mm -hmm. a typical emotional female. She is very guarded, um, even within her own family. And I don't know if that's self-preservation. Um, her mother also has had a recent battle with cancer. And again, that's dealt within the other books and her mother is clear mm -hmm. of the illness at the time of this book. But I think that Shay is so concerned about not wanting to be a burden mm -hmm. on any of one in her family that she kind of closes herself off and contains her emotions. But when Easton comes back to town, she's actually dating friends with benefit with a fellow professor who is also like the lead of her doctorate committee. So he is really a giant douche nugget. He is professor. Du professor douchebag is what Easton calls him throughout the entire book. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not giving him a lot of time, just like I'm not going to give the ex-wife Scarlett a lot of time. Um, but he's an ass. Such, such an ass. Such an ass. Um, there's that's all you need to know. Is he's that's all ass. you need to know. Um, there is a moment in this book, though, with the ex-wife that broke my heart even more after the funeral. <laughs> scene. It's that funeral. Like that poor well, girl. Well, it's like at two days funeral. later. The ex-wife shows up, who at mm -hmm. this time is now his fiance, because they're not married yet. Um, but she is pregnant and she shows up and is like, I need you to walk away. I need you to let him go because he no, belongs. That's when she told her that Abby was sick. Oh, that's when the daughter so they was were sick. already married. Oh, and that's but that was one. when she told her Abby was sick and she, like she needed to back off. 
because yeah. like he he needs to be there for them and it's like so much emotion like you, she's already down like her dad died and right. then he already kicked her while she was down with his his incorrect information that he gave her oh we're not talking and about then, that and then the the wife shows up and does what yeah. she does and it's like how much like emotional like upheaval in can this girl take and i and i think after that funeral that might have been the turning point where she's like i'm just done sharing things too yeah like she kind of just was like i'm gonna just internalize because it's not worth talking about my feelings because they just get trampled right so there is one character throughout this entire series of books that is a beautiful and lovely character and that is shay's mom Mm-hmm. she has these five boys that are a handful she's dealing with her own cancer diagnosis and then her daughter she's a rock and you really it's really highlighted really well in mm-hmm. this book and the chaos of the jackson family brunches on sunday morning and it's just well and that's the thing too like sunday brunch is a staple like they do it every single week whether or not every single kid and significant other and grandkid is there but like that brunch happens and i think that was one thing like her mom knew like she was going through so much like when he showed back up but she was waiting for her like she was waiting for shay to come to her but there was a point like they were at a brunch and she's like if this is what you need to do you need to do that like you like this is always home but if you can't be here then that's okay. And I just thought that that was such a profound moment. Cause like this mom, like you can just feel how much she loves all of her kids, like whether or not she wants them to, to leave, or, I mean, no mom wants their kids to leave, but like she, she wants her to be there, but she wants her to want to want to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope. Um, I love this series anyway. So let's get to our questions um, because, you know, we haven't really spoiled it, but we have, but we, we have um okay Leah did you like this book I did like this book but I and I thought the way Lexi Ryan put this book together like the back and forth and just the pining of Easton I thought it worked really really well yeah I love this book it's one of my favorite of the series um I recommend this series all the time (laughs) you do you really Um, do who would typically like this book um fans of unrequited love because they they definitely have that um best friend siblings single parents small town um and a and a good pine if you like a a good good pine pine. um it's also a great family series and it made me think of when you were talking about their brunch because i just finished another book with a family that has a brunch tradition and that's the mm. Hardigans from Avery Flynn. So if you are a big fan of her Hardigan family styled series, this um, would be a good you series. Would totally love this series too, with crazy overprotected brothers and mm-hmm. a sister that's, you know, just kind of like what the heck? A little nerdy, a little I mean, brilliant in every way. She's independent though. Like that's one of the big things. Like she's a very she's independent, but she's not indecisive. No. And she's not like lost not at all a little lost emotionally lost but i don't know if she's lost or just really closed off um okay so would you recommend this book 
I definitely, excuse me, I definitely would recommend this book. I really enjoy this whole series and can't wait for book seven to come out for everybody. Yes. Book seven comes out um, October 5th, I believe. Third or fifth? I, I the third. Think the fifth. No. I don't know. It's I don't the know. first week of October. The first week of October. So make sure you grab your copy of it. Um, I love this series. It's sexy without being over the top sexy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really a great example of contemporary romance. And I just adore Lexi Ryan. So I do. It wins. She's just amazing. Anyway, um, thank you everyone for joining us for this quick shot of romance. Um, until next time. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 